This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Will Friedle, the voice of the future Dark Knight, Batman Beyond, and you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming at dcaureview.com and on your favorite podcast app. And remember a few things. First, Dana deserves better. And second, I am Batman. His name is Zeta. He's kind, gentle, and also a top-secret military weapon. But he's made a decision. I will not destroy anymore. Now, with the whole world chasing him... Please help. He's on the run with his only friend. I'm equipped with a built-in credit card. I can generate as much money as I need. You are so taking me shopping. The Zeta Project. Welcome, everybody, to episode 217 of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal. With me, my good friend, good brother, the man that runs our Twitter account. That's right. It's Liam. Liam, welcome to yet another edition of the DCAU Review. And uh, boy, we got an interesting one today. That's right, Cal. This is, uh, this is another trip into the DCAU's future. And uh, unfortunately, that doesn't just mean Batman Beyond anymore for our show, as we have reached the point where Zeta and the Zeta Project, the spin-off of Batman Beyond, has entered into the equation. And so uh, from there, from here on out, we'll be alternating uh, Batman Beyond and Zeta uh, when we do these uh, trips to the DCAU's uh, potential future here. And we've got the second ever episode of the Zeta Project today uh entitled his maker's name that is correct and uh liam this episode originally aired back on february the 3rd 2001 meaning that uh, we just passed the 21 year anniversary of this episode debuting and before we get into discussing our four categories today we of course have the official internet movie database synopsis brought to you by the pod tower head over to youtube.com slash the pod tower you can check out our full catalog of back episodes including the very first episode where zeta debuted on batman beyond and our first review of zeta check those out in the archives at youtube.com slash the pod tower plus you can also get some great content from other dcau creators that's right alan this is the synopsis for his maker's name which was Written by Hilary Bader and Bob Goodman, directed by Tim Maltby and Bob Davies, uh, with music by Christopher Carter and animation by Bill. And that synopsis reads as such. Z and Ro find one of Zeta's creators, Dr. Arroyo. They hope he can help them on their quest. Uh, that's it. <laughs> That's all. All right. Well, yeah, hopefully he can help them on their quest. Uh, you know what I like about that synopsis? Short and sweet, like I <laughs> hope this episode will be. <laughs> uh, well, Liam, this uh, as we do a quick recap here for this episode, 
this episode starts off with uh, kind of just where we left uh, Z as he is once again on the road with Rowan. They are still trying to piece together the last information that uh, was downloaded into Zeta's brain at the end of last episode. If you remember, it was an incomplete download and he's trying to figure out uh, who to how to locate the makers uh, that worked on the project, the government project specifically, so that uh, they can, he can hopefully figure out how to get to them to then help him not be tracked by the government. Essentially, uh, think Incredible Hulk uh, instead of except except uh, of looking for a cure, he's looking for a way to remove this tracking way that the, the government tracks him. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, as, as they continue on the road here and, uh, Rome remarks that it, uh, he's not talking very much, but that they need to stop off and get some refreshments. Not only that, but hopefully find some additional data about some of the uh, people in the photo that he's looking through and Liam, they have to go to where else, but the net. Hey. Hmm? If I knew the conversation was going to be so riveting, I'd have brought a book. I'm sorry. I was studying the data from the file I retrieved. It's all right. Just remember you have a human with you now. We kind of like to talk now and then. I'll remember. Any luck? I've identified the names of some of the scientists who built me, but there's no information about where to find them. Maybe some of them are in less classified work now. I could search for their names on the net. Don't need a heavily guarded government computer this time? No, this data would be... Good. Switch off autopilot and take the next exit. Groundwire, one in every town. If you recall, we talked about this last week. The uh, the prediction that the the World Wide Web, the internet, would only go by the shortened name, the net, is uh, one of those predictions that didn't quite come true. But uh, they go to an internet cafe or a net cafe, mm-hmm. and, uh, t- looking for some for some uh, more information and access to the internet. Why Zeta, this supercomputer robot? doesn't have built-in wi-fi again i think that's another swing and a <laughs> swing and a miss here wi-fi i guess wasn't readily available back in 2002 or one or whatever this was so uh that, i guess that makes sense that they didn't think that internet would be flying through the air in the future th- 50 years in the future whatever 50 years from now is but uh <laughs> So as they go into this internet cafe, of course, the hijinks happens and Zeta orders Ro the wrong drink and he combines drinks together because he's a robot and he's silly and he doesn't understand things. Uh, but uh, yeah, so uh, they are able to get some information about, uh, uh, about a potential lead. And as they're driving past this uh, laboratory, uh, in this city or driving to this uh, laboratory in the city, they noticed there are some protesters standing outside. And uh, this actually was a prediction maybe that did come true. And that is the, these, these very stereotypical hippies, I would call them. That's probably not, not politically correct these days. Uh, Excuse me. I believe the term you're looking for is spaces, Carol. Spaces. I apologize. That is the term that they use, spaces. The spaces are concerned about space being accessible for all and not just for the rich which hey that's a that's a pretty pretty on the nose modern storytelling ironically i was watching this episode on on amazon prime so (laughs) there you go thanks yes that's 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 one in the the dcau future predictions uh they got right it's the uh the seeming uh 
uh, as, as space travel becomes more of a reality for regular folk, uh, those regular folk are uh, going to need to be rich. And that seems to be uh, one they got right among the, the net cafes and, uh, and, and needing to be hardwired into something to be on the internet that yeah. they got wrong this week. Indeed. Uh, I will say there is a bit where uh, Z once again blows his cover in, a, uh, in an attempt to save a dog from being hit as they're in this new city also. And Ro reminds him that he's not blending in and actually calls him Superman. She says, way to blend in, <laughs> Superman. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a real nuns and dynamite uh, uh, situation here as they just walk out of the, uh, they just walk out of the, the internet cafe after they've uh, fi- finally completed this hologram and can see all of the, the pictures of, of the people that have allegedly worked on, on Zeta and created him. And uh, and in the process, they walk outside, and there's a dog in the street, and 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 we go from there. And then, as you mentioned, that leads them uh, from from getting that information. They they find this Doctor Arroyo, and uh, and they send him, or, or they head to his uh, his working facility, which, as we mentioned, is now uh, this sort of uh, space traveling company. And uh, Zeta and Ro need to need to find a way. To get uh, to get past the security at the front uh, at the front gate there, and find a way inside to try and locate this doctor. Yes, yeah, so there's some hijinks that ensues here. Also, uh, we have uh, figuring out how they're going to get in. Uh, Z decides he's going to get in and go in by himself, but Ro protests and says that he's going to need a translator just in case. So she uh, she decides that. Uh, that there's there's a way for her to get in and and z has an idea and that is that he's going to have her stand on his feet and they're going she's going to pretend to be i don't know he's a a woman of larger carriage and that way ro can provide some sort of guidance to him should he get into trouble again more hijinks ensues uh, as we get some comedy bits here well when they get in and they begin uh begin to to uh, get into the system they, uh, they set off some alarms, an attack robot shows up and, uh, and attempts to stop them and sees them as intruders. Obviously, they're not supposed to be there because they, for some reason, he decides once they're inside, they don't need a disguise anymore. Why would you need a disguise when you're trespassing, right? You know, <laughs> just go back to your normal human forms. Uh, so the, uh, the security robot shows up and I, I did like, Z was like, he's just a robot. He's doing, he's just doing what his programming tells him to do. And Ro reminds him, well, that's what they say about you. And then she asks him to talk to him robot to robot as in an attempt to appeal to him, <laughs> which does not work. So uh, Z has to disable the robot and uh, through more hijinks escapes uh, pretending that uh, that Roe is one of the species outside with, that was protesting and escorts her out. And they actually end up escaping with the group of species in their futuristic Volkswagen space bus thing uh, <laughs> and uh, make their way back just as the government arrives and uh, all of the agents arrive there as, as they discovered that... Uh, after hearing reports of a, of a robot saving the puppy that uh, they needed to arrive here and check out what was going on. So they arrive and uh, unfortunately they're a bit too late as Z and Ro make their escape and decide they're going to hide out with the spaces uh, just for, for a little while at least. Yeah. We believe that humanity's destiny 
destiny lies in the stars. But that destiny can only be shared by all if the technology is free. Meanwhile, we soar the galaxy with our minds until the day we can leave the planet for real. I'd say that ship left long ago. Look, we don't know who you guys are. We know she got caught trying to sneak into Dairon, and none of us are sure where you came from. Bodhi over there thinks you're an alien. Anyway, you're in some kind of trouble. It doesn't take a genius to see that. Apparently not. As long as you need a landing pad, you're welcome here with us. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, that's the only thing resembling like a B plot in the whole episode. It's just occasionally we cut to Agent Bennett and uh, Agent Michael Rosenbaum and and Agent Lauren Tom, who are who are there. Uh, <laughs> they're just kind of these, especially Agent Agent West, as he's known, is is very sort sort of bumbling in this episode, and is constantly being talked down to. But yes, uh, Agent Bennett is able to get to Arroyo and sort of tell him that he needs to. Uh, help capture Zeta as he's gone rogue. And so, yes, as you mentioned, Cal, Roe and Zeta are, are sort of falling in with the Spacies and they're, uh, they're, they're talking, talking, and they're, they sort of get the Spacies uh, sort of get their worldview, which is very much, as you mentioned, based on like the hippies of the sixties, uh, all this stuff should be, uh, you know, should be, should be shared with mankind, all these great technological uh, advancements. Roe is a uh, is a little bit annoyed, and uh, and it's not it's not quite uh, feeling the vibe. At least not as much as Zeta is. And of course, uh, all of the uh, the spaces are kind of in Zeta, although they don't know he's a robot. They do sort of suspect that he's uh, perhaps not quite uh, quite human either. And so Roe uh, Ro at that point decides she's going to go back with some of the spaces to the to the compound to do more protesting and she promises Zeta that she won't uh, that she won't go into the facility without him but of course as she gets there what does she find but she sees good Dr. Arroyo leaving the facility and so while keeping her promise not to enter the facility she follows him and actually jumps into his uh, his car and claims that she is Zeta and demands that he drive uh, drive her away and as they sort of speed away, she she alerts him that she's not actually Zeta, but that uh, Zeta needs his help, and that uh, that he, eventually she makes contact with Zeta, who is uh, practicing some yoga back at the house, which is uh, is a pretty funny little bit there. And uh, and she informs him that the doctor has agreed to meet with Zeta at a certain location, but Zeta, who is who's a little bit upset that Roe sort of went against his wishes and, and put herself in danger in this way, tells her that uh, to, to stay where she is and that he'll go alone to meet the good doctor. And uh, that's, that's sort of where we set up our, our final act here as, uh, as Zeta and one of his crew comes face to face. That's right. So they arrive in what looks to be sort of a junkyard open space it's not a junkyard it's just kind of an open concrete place or something i don't know uh but they arrive and uh and zeta is actually somewhat excited to finally see dr arroyo face to face uh and he realizes uh dr arroyo sees him and is immediately kind of terrified uh we learn of course uh, right before this that dr arroyo had sort of set a little bit of a trap for z and that uh he had been working uh with the agents in order to uh to to create a a false narrative that he was willing to meet zeta there in order to set this trap 
So he shows up and uh, just as Zeta begins walking towards the doctor, he gets him into position and they spring the trap on him. And it's this uh, device that's basically going to render Zeta, I guess, disintegrate him. I don't know. It was kind of hard to tell what it was going to do. It was going to deactivate and disintegrate him or partially deactivate and disintegrate him or something. So uh, this thing is activated while Dr. Arroyo is still in it, by the way, he somehow ends up in the middle of it and it's, uh, sort of blowing things up as it's closing in on Zeta. It's shrinking and with Zeta in the middle in, a, in an attempt to, to capture him. And as the doctor continues to run away, they land on some sort of explosives thing. Uh, there's just a pile of explosives there that blow up. And uh, Zeta actually saves him, uh, Dr. Arroyo, from, uh, from the explosion. Uh, in the meantime... Uh, Roe has realized that uh, that because Dr. Arroyo set this up on his terms, that she realized that it could be a trap in all of this. So uh, just as uh, as Zeta is, uh, has saved Dr. Arroyo and Dr. Arroyo uh, decides this explosion that happens blows a hole in whatever piece of technology this is that they're using, which allows Dr. Arroyo and Zeta to escape uh, the uh, ever-closing net. Dr. Arroyo sees Zeta's compassion and decides to help him at this point. So he pulls him into his car and as they're attempting to escape from the agents, uh, the agents seemingly catch up with them, but just at the in the nick of time, uh, the Spaceys arrive in their space Volkswagen bus and uh, and block the way and in intervene and uh, say that uh, whom Zeta, whom they believe might be an alien, needs to phone home, and this allows uh, Doctor Royo and Ro and Zeta to escape the agents at this point. And uh, we have a little bit of a of an ending where Zeta finally gets to to talk to Doctor Royo and the man you want to find is Eli Selig. Doctor Selig was the genius behind you. He programmed every line, got his hands in every system. If anyone can convince people you're not a killer, it's him. Dr. Selig. How do I find him? That's the hard part. He's moved on to another project, even more classified than you. Where he lives, how he moves, the government keeps all that secret. Then what are we supposed to do? Selig's not as big on staying hidden as his keepers would like. He crops up now and then, speaking here, consulting there. Watch the net. You'll find him. Sounds like we got a long road ahead. Where do you think we should start? Let's hit the next ground wire. You can start searching the net. And I think I'm going to try another root beer cherry cola. I have to say, the more I learn about you, the more I'm confused. Get used to it. You're with a human now. Dr. Royo says that he actually doesn't have a whole lot uh, that he can share with Zeta, unfortunately, because he was kind of a low man on the totem pole, uh, but he points him in the direction of an Eli Selleck and that that's the man uh, that he needs to go to next. And Zeta needs to, wants to know exactly how he can find him. And uh, Dr. Royo kind of gives him some conflicting information and in that he's hard to find, but he's not that hard to find because uh, he's doing deeper, darker secret projects for the government now but he tends to pop up here and there to give uh to give consulting work and and uh and public speeches apparently so he kind of points him in the right direction and that's how we uh, we wrap our our episode up with uh the adventure continuing i suppose uh with uh with both zeta and roe back on the road again 
Yeah, very, as, as you mentioned at the start, uh, and I think we, we talked about this in our first Zeta review, kind of what the original idea for this series was, was very much meant to the Fugitive or, or, or the Incredible Hulk series where you just, yep, you, you come to a new town, you meet some locals, you get into some trouble, and then you leave the town and you're on to the next adventure. So I, I think that's kind of what, what happens here. And I think it's a, it's, a fine, uh, it's a fine story as far as pushing that plot forward. And, uh, you know, Zeta being, being on track, you have, you have some lighter, a lot of lighter with the spaces, especially Zeta interacting with them and, and all of that stuff. And, and some of the other hijinks as, as Zeta and Ro are trying to sneak onto the compound and things like that. So I, I think this is a good, easy watch. Uh, I ended up settling on a six out of 10 for my plot. I think it's, it's fine. It pushes forward, uh, you know, the overarching story for Z and Ro as they continue to try to unravel this mystery and, and find out uh, who, who Zeta's creator is. So, yeah, a, a solid a solid job, I thought, of, of pushing this sto- story forward and, and having some fun along the way. All right. Uh, I wavered between a few different scores here and the average was uh, quite lower than you gave it. Uh, not, <laughs> my, what I settled on was not quite lower, but I, I varied between two and four on this one and ended up settling on a four uh, for okay. my score. But I did not like this episode at all. I thought that it was incredibly boring for all the high stakes that was supposed to be happening. That And, and as we mentioned I believe when we reviewed our first episode of Zeta, we have no emotional connection to this show. It is not written for an adult audience. That's for sure. Um, it's not even written for a kid audience with, uh, you know, adult themes here and there. It's just, it is a children's cartoon. Um, and I thought, I thought it was just too formulaic. I know that the the great Hillary Bader was responsible for writing this episode mm-hmm. and she, she had, uh, high highs and a, and a few lows in her writing uh, over the over the course of her DCAU writing. Some episodes we've loved that she's responsible for, and a few we did not love uh, that she was responsible for. So uh, this one just goes into that pile of eh, not great. And I think some of the goofiness, and we can talk about it. We'll talk about it definitely when I get we get to visuals next. But this does not even feel like the same universe as Batman Beyond. Like not even not even close to the same universe. Nothing looks the same. Nothing feels the same. And I know that uh, famously, uh, director Bob Goodman, uh, responsible for the the character and the story in the original Zeta episode, wanted this to be a darker show. This show is it, it, so it's not his fault necessarily. It was the the direction of the the network that wanted to take it into a lighter area, but with the space hippies, like can you imagine space hippies being in? in Batman beyond like that doesn't like maybe a a one-off character that talks that talks like them but a whole group that have a Volkswagen bus and that hang out and are you know that are have peace signs taped all over their stuff like it just I was like what are we watching what am I watching (laughs) here um so yeah I I didn't I didn't love it I thought it was way too formulaic that this the plot as you mentioned the the B plot of the show is this like three minute detour that they take to the the hippie house and they hang out there and Zeta learns how to do yoga. And it's also that they can do this one gag where Zeta puts his legs behind his head. I, it just, yeah, didn't, 
didn't like the episode. Not for me, not my cup of tea. Um, I, I think it's, it's fine probably for a children's cartoon to enjoy, uh, for, for maybe, uh, for maybe a couple of gag laughs here or there, but boy, just not, not my cup of tea. That's yeah. I mean, I, I'm not like strongly disagreeing with everything you're with, with much of what you're saying, uh, despite our scores being, uh, too far apart. Like I said, I think, I think the bones of the story are there as far as, like I said for what they're trying to do which is we 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 kind of put the the ball a little further down the green as far as zeta learning more about his his creators and and uh, and what he has to do to to gain his freedom and and along the way you meet you meet some some wacky characters uh yeah i thought i thought it was i thought it was fine i thought it was a a fine adjustment and maybe again maybe i'm grading on a curve because my expectations are uh, the floor for this for this series. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, ha- I didn't have any expectations going in, um, and we'll talk about it later. I think the voice acting also helps this show out because that's probably the area where it shines the most. But as an episode, it's not a great, compelling, you know, action. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of urgency to the action scenes, even at the end when it feels like the agents have Zeta dead to rights. It, it doesn't feel like it's. Sh- you know, that bigger, that epic of a moment. Um, but, you know, overall, like I said, I think I think it does its job well enough, which is to kind of just kick the can down the street as we continue this sort of season-long arc of, of Zeta trying to track down his, uh, his creators. All right, Liam, let's move on to our animation and visuals. And I believe you said Coco was responsible for the animation mm-hmm. for this week. Um, right off the bat, I... Ironically, this is, I feel like the category that we go to and is the easiest to talk about because it's a cartoon, it's a visual thing that we're watching. And I think this is the category that I have the least amount of notes about. Um, I think the the one (laughs) note that stands out to me that I have written here is Zeta humps robot into submission. Okay, I did have that as well okay it's yeah there's pretty a, graphic there's a pretty graphically awkward moment where the intruder robot the security robot at this facility the space travel facility uh as we mentioned he gets he gets bested by zeta and he's sort of shaped like i don't know a, a child a, a child's toy horse or something like similar similar in mm-hmm. just like the way that he looks for whatever reason, they decided to animate him, him being Zeta, jumping on the back of this robot. And then indisputably, <laughs> there is an animation of his hips moving up and down on it as if he is, he is physically <laughs> humping this robot into submission. <laughs> and I, I just, I, was, I wasn't sure... I wasn't sure uh, what was going on. Just absolutely and totally bizarre uh, choice to do that. I will also say I did not care for so many of the the vehicle designs. Again, I I know I get that it's a different artist. It's different. Everything about the show just doesn't scream futuristic cars. It's feels like a weird zany sci-fi show. And the vehicles, and there's so many of them in this episode, don't, it does not feel like it's the same universe that we have seen Batman Beyond in. And it's not even like 
Batman the animated series versus the new Batman Adventures swap. This is like just it just feels like a completely different interpretation of what the future is going to look like, which is fine, but it it just doesn't feel like this is supposed to be the same future and it doesn't feel like like that. Um yeah, I after humping the robot into submission, I didn't have a whole <laughs> lot of whole lot of stuff written down here that I that I loved. Um I will say that, of course, Zeta gets to use a bunch of different disguises, which is fun. And, uh, you know, the, when he gets to to be the pregnant woman, question mark, that walks mm-hmm. in uh, with uh, with Ro on it while Ro is hiding with him. That was that was a funny gag. Uh, but that's all pretty much that I had for, for visual and animation. What about you? <laughs> yeah, the only yeah, the only other bit I would add is uh, the, the sequence where it has to stop the flying car from uh from hitting the dog i think is funny one uh the dog's owner looks like supergirl i was like that's interesting <laughs> uh and then uh yeah i thought when she uh well that that bit there where it's not that exciting of a sequence uh, zeta like fires his extendo hand uh, and it's funny because i thought it was an it was a, like a glit like a mistake in the animation because he fires the robot hand, but then it looks. You look back, and you can see his hand still like firing. And I was like, "Oh, well, shouldn't it just be a tentacle?" But then I realized you could actually see like where the hologram was ending. So he's still hologramming that he has a human hand. He's just shooting his actual robot hand out of it. So it's like, "Oh, that's kind of cool that they they put that extra attention to detail uh, into that." Um, but yeah, other than other than that, I think that that sequence is all right with him sort of digging his heels in. To, and you see the sort of the ground start to break around him, and then the the end bit there where the where they put like the the electrified cage uh, around him, and it's sort of closing in. That's that's kind of that's that's all right, and that's kind of and uh, and him sort of jumping away. And then my other note for for visuals is that the explosions used were just it's every <laughs> it's Superman the animated series explosions, it's Batman the animated series explosions including the the creeper explosion a couple of times like it was just like wow like i knew they reused explosions a lot these shows but i think especially coming to using it for a show that has such a different animation style i was like oh that was so clearly a superman explosion (laughs) or a new batman adventures explosion i thought that was kind of funny as well so uh all things considered again grading perhaps grading on a curve because of the animation style i do think you have a good point about the design of the vehicles and the design of the backgrounds and everything because this is theoretically supposed to be the same world so even though the architecture can certainly be different because they're not in gotham city obviously you would think that at least like cars would look sort of similar and then the cars in in batman beyond all have this sort of you know a, a blade runner sort of neo grimy future look to them and then here it's just like it's a cadillac but it's got it's floating right, right. It's, it's a it's a volkswagen bus but it's floating like there's not as uh, much attention to sort of make these look like these weird future grimy future uh, uh, uh vehicles and, and things like that. so uh i ended up just giving visuals a middle of the road five out of ten i don't i don't think there's anything in here that's offensive other than the other than the robot humping but uh, <laughs> other than that uh uh, nothing, nothing particularly great. Nothing particularly terrible. Uh, yeah, so I, I just settled on. 
Yeah, I ended up giving it a uh, a four out of ten, uh, just a point lower. I just I I the disturbing visual of the robot humping and then the 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 cars uh, really got under my skin and just that there was a lack. This this show I feel like because it's aimed at children, it's going to suffer as we go through this series. It's going to suffer because they they don't have as many action-packed moments of fist fights happening so they have it's it's more like the old super friends where you have a oh there's like a laser battle that occurs between the agents and zeta and he's jumping around and has to escape and i i get that they don't want him to be a, a violent robot so maybe part of that feeds into that as well but you yeah, it removes some of the some of the action and some of the in, intrigue in the actual show if you don't break up the dialogue and the funny moments with some action action beats and this episode felt very light on the action beats um with really the only one coming with the culmination of the episode and that even that having very little very low stakes it felt like so uh and i think that was reflected in our scores all right, Liam, well, that will bring us to our next category, which is going to be music. And uh, I didn't catch who's who did music this week. I did not catch that. It was a uh, Twitter friend of the show, Christopher Carter. Um, so one of, one, one of the three dynamic music partners at work here uh, with Mr. Carter. Uh, and I have to say, I don't have much in the way of music. I did note it in the sequence where... Uh, where the electric cage is first sort of put up and it begins to close in. I thought there's some good like dramatic music there, but I think my biggest note was that there's like a lack of music. Most of the, there's not a lot of action. And in most of the talking scenes, there just isn't music. So I feel like there wasn't uh, wasn't much chance for, uh, for Mr. Carter to kind of stretch his legs, so to speak, and, and really, really give us much here. Although, I mean, I, I'm sure we probably talked about this in the first episode, but the, like, has there ever been a more like 1995 nightly news uh, piece of music than the theme song? <laughs> this show? Yeah, that's that's a I, I don't remember if we talked about it or not, but spot on. Yes, definitely nightly news uh, inspired. They're ready for your uh, your local news anchor to stand it with his arms folded as uh, as the music plays. Um, I, I would say. Yeah, I had a few different notes for for music. I would say that the uh, there's like a weird, dumpy, strange theme that plays when they go in disguise, when Ro and Zeta go in disguise as the heavyset woman sneaking in. Pretty nifty, but what about me? Can't go in there yourself. You might need a human to Z translator. Can you stand on my feet? I haven't seen you before. First day. Sure you should be working? Why? Do you detect a malfunction? Um, they there's like this weird it's just a like dumpy synthesizer sound that kind of follows her as she's uh as they walk in and uh as zeta sort of slips up over his his words and can't can't respond in proper english and then Ro is like under his shirt like trying to get his attention to get him to stop talking um so that one and then there's like a theme inside the agent's 
uh, headquarters, mobile headquarters that comes in pretty strong. It's like just this, it, it's not quite generic sci-fi, but it's just sci-fi music is how I would classify it with more synthesizers and kind of has this, uh, this, this memorable tune to it. And it again, plays a little bit later in the, uh, in the final and the culmination when, when they set the trap as well. And uh, I think that along with, um, yeah, I think that and the music when they actually, they trap Zeta uh, sort of swells and uh, in, in a couple of different parts there. But it wasn't, uh, I, I don't think that there was anything that was necessarily earth shattering. And it didn't, didn't seem like there was a lot that was asked uh, potentially for Mr. Carter in this episode, but I did like a couple of those pieces that played and I did, did uh, make note of them, which is maybe why my visuals, I was, I was listening more than watching this week's, I, I guess. So <laughs> uh, I ended up giving music a, uh, a six out of 10. What about you? Yeah, I went just one point lower. I went five out of 10. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely some good stuff there. I could have used like, while we're lean, if we're really leaning into this, you know, space hippie thing, uh, you could have <laughs> used some sort of uh retro sort of 60s style music when we when we get to their uh their their little hideout there but uh no as it stands certainly some some fun to be had there as you mentioned but uh nothing like i said not a lot of opportunity because this show or at least in the first couple episodes i feel like is in the in the most of the dialogue centric scenes it, it really the the music lays out almost entirely maybe even more so than than in batman beyond or, or some of our other shows so it is uh it's interesting and that's something we'll we'll have to make note of as as we go forward if that's a, a regular thing or just something kind of as they're finding their footing in these uh these early episodes there we go all right liam let us take a turn to our final category of the day which is going to be voice acting uh, not a huge cast for this week, and uh, but uh, nice to revisit as we've only covered this series once before. But nice to revisit the uh, the series regulars here. Let's uh, talk about this week's voice cast. That is right, Cal. We have uh, some some a lot of familiar names that aren't really getting to do very much. <laughs> uh, we have Tara Strong briefly as she's one of the uh, one of the spaces of Vega. I think they say her name is. Of course, as I already mentioned, we have Michael Rosenbaum as Agent West and Lauren and Tom as Agent Lee and uh, the great Kurtwood Smith playing Agent Bennett, whose role is really quite reduced. As we said, there's only kind of a couple brief scenes of him sort of, you know, uh, make, making Agent West nervous. He doesn't really get a lot to do in this episode. So I feel like and I feel like maybe that hurt it a little bit, too. We didn't really have our, our one and only like true villain of the piece is is kind of on the back burner this week so mm -hmm. uh he doesn't uh, he doesn't get as much to do there but uh elsewhere in the cast we have uh, miguel sandoval as dr arroyo uh, ethan emery as Bodhi, and uh, timothy dang as scruffy who i don't think we mentioned but one of the guys looks like shaggy from scooby-doo <laughs> and, and his name is scruffy so that's a that's a cute little bit there, um, but, uh, but yeah, our, our really, if, if we're talking about voice acting and, and really this, I think maybe like the biggest strength of this show by far and unsurprising, because of course we once again have Andrea Romano to thank for the, the voice direction and voice casting here. Uh, Julie Nathanson as Roe and of course uh, the great Diedrich Bader as Z. Man, thank God for them because like there's something I can genuinely say I enjoy about this show it's them playing off of each other with 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 Roe being this very sarcastic, you know, 
quipping, you know, kind of a little bit annoying teenager. And then you have, uh, you have Z being this completely sort of naive and, you know, and wanting to learn about the world and wanting to, to see the good and everything on the other side of that. Like they're, they're quite, uh, quite enjoyable together, I think. Yeah, they have really great chemistry together, and it was a great, as you said, uh, Andrea Romano's choice to give two great actors the opportunity here to uh, to work together and to to be the lead. Row is perfectly cast in that role. Uh, she she has just the perfect voice for that and is able to inject the seriousness, the sarcasm, the quipping that is required for that character. And then, as you mentioned, uh, with Z's voice, Mr. Bader's uh, just robotic, maybe slightly pitched up voice. Uh, it just fits the character well as he sort of is, is continues to learn the ins and outs of being an actual human being and uh, fumbling along the way and enjoying himself and just the, the innocence that he gets to portray as that character. So, yeah, lots of uh, lots of lots of fun and a definitely good, good chemistry between the two of them. And I think the thing that stands out for the episode by far, absolutely, and I imagine what will continue to enjoy throughout the series here but uh, I will say that there wasn't a lot or a, a single line or wasn't a whole lot asked I feel like of the cast because a lot of it is just exposition that's broken up in between with these comedy bits and mm -hmm. so there's not a lot of a lot of acting that's required uh, for those reasons I ended up giving voice acting just six out of ten it's it's good I think it's above the five out of ten. Uh, because of our two leads and, and their chemistry together and the, the work that they put in for these characters. What about you? Yeah, I ended up giving it the exact same score, six out of 10. I, I like the, the interplay kind of at the start of the episode when, when uh, she asks him to get, him, get, get her a drink and she gives a couple different options, which he takes to mean that uh, she wants all of those drinks mixed together. And then uh, there's a, a bit later where when uh, when Z is explaining to uh, to Ro what these species want and you know what they believe and she's kind of uh, you know she has she makes some crack about well yeah I, they want that and I want a lifetime supply of chocolate at which point Zeta very quickly produces his magic credit card that <laughs> that he can use to buy her whatever she wants and and she has to sort of explain that it's a it's a uh, freedom of expression there's there's a lot of fun like I said the the the, the heart of the show and, and I think what absolutely is the the best part of it at least through two episodes that we've reviewed so far is is uh is mr bader and miss uh miss nathanson playing off of each other there so yeah overall uh yeah definitely a thumbs up for for both of them as our leads this week absolutely well with that lamb i believe that we'll wrap things up for this week's episode uh, totaling up my scores, I end up with a uh, with a split right down the middle, a twenty out of forty. What about you? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a couple points higher here. I ended up with a final score of twenty two out of forty. So uh, yeah, I, I I think it's uh, I think it's pretty pretty solid as far as it's it's hard again when we get into rewatchability here. Um, because yeah this show has an overarching plot so if you're watching this show so far it's hard to say that there's an episode you can you can skip at least again we're only two in so maybe as we get into it we'll find some some side adventures that you can kind of cut out but uh 
as of now, this this sort of pushes the plot forward for Z as he's he's looking for his creator. We learn sort of his main creator, Dr. Selig's name at the end of this episode, and and he's he's off on his adventure. So yeah, I think I think this is a one thumb up for Zeta. As as we've talked about Zeta as a whole, this show doesn't have a great deal of effect on the overarching DCAU, other than you know, there is there is a one more, technically two more crossover episodes between him and Batman Beyond. But uh, yeah, other than that, there's not a, not a lot to write home about as far as affecting the, the larger canon of the DCAU. But yeah, for this show, if you're watching this show for some reason, uh, you, can, uh, you can probably <laughs> get, a, get a one thumb up for rewatchability because this is, uh, it not only follows up on, on the pilot episode, but like we said, pushes it forward to, uh, to him now learning his, his sort of true creator's name. Uh, yeah, I guess a one thumb up. If we could give half thumbs, I'd give it a half <laughs> thumb because I really think based on the fact that the only thing that you need, this episode is just 20 minutes of, I feel like spinning your tires and then you finally catch a little bit of something and you get going at the end here <laughs> when you learn his creator's name. It's like, do you need to watch 20 minutes of, of an episode just to learn the creator's name or can you fill in the blanks, you know, on the next, on the next episode, you can probably fill yeah. the next, next episode blanks, but uh, without having seen the entirety of the show, this is sort of a, I, I guess we'll wait and see as far as will I ever watch this episode again? I, I can't think of too many reasons why I would ever watch <laughs> this episode of this particular program again, uh, unless I do a DCAU review review podcast in another 30 years or something. With you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to say uh, a, a, a reluctant one thumb up for this as well. The old, uh, the old Arch Cassidy thumbs up. you might Yeah, exactly. Crossover. All right, Liam. Well, that will begin to wrap us up for this week's episode. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Don't forget, if you're looking to support us, there's a couple different ways you can do that. You can follow us on social media at DCAU Review, both on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you uh, if you are a one of those few but loud zeta project fans that are out there and you follow us uh, you know let us know is this an episode that you feel like has to be watched in a rewatch of this sh of this show uh tweet us at dcau review or send us a slide into our dms on instagram at dcau review uh, while you're there why don't you give us a follow also uh, if you're looking to support us you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app apple podcast google podcasts spotify uh, if you listen to us on spotify or apple podcasts and uh, can take the time to leave us a review we would love that and if you're listening on spotify you can answer the this week's poll questions those are up there for you uh, spotify exclusives at that uh, and then uh, of course if you are looking to support us with uh, your hard-earned dollars we would greatly appreciate that uh, we understand it's not uh, it's not easy these days to be able to do that. So for those of you that do that, we are incredibly thankful. And uh, you can do so by either following the link at the bottom of the podcast on Anchor or on your podcast app. You can also head over to dcaureview.com, pick yourself up a piece of merch. Um, or as we mentioned at the top of the podcast, uh, one way to support us without giving us money directly is to subscribe to the pod tower on YouTube. So youtube.com slash the pod tower and uh, watch our videos, like our videos, uh, and tell your friends about our show. 
Liam, we are continuing here with our future month next week as we turn back to Gotham and we will be reviewing our next episode of Batman Beyond. That is right, Cal, and uh, we'll be picking up in episode order with our next episode of Beyond. And that is uh, another pretty, uh, I think a pretty memorable one we got to talk about entitled Where's Terry? Ah, mystery. That's right. We got uh, some some fun elements there as we uh, we get to delve into seeing uh, Bruce Wayne and and Max have to sort of pick up some slack when uh, when the Batman of the future has gone missing. So definitely something to uh, to look forward to. Something maybe we can uh, we can all sink our teeth into a little bit deeper uh, next week when we, uh, we get to that review. Excited to check that out with you, Liam. But until then, I'm Cal, and I'm Liam. We'll talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Report. Adios.